just apologize, cheat, stick, and act in this way. Cause I've been buying my toys for choice, and don't know it's your fault, I'm not getting some stuff on the floor. Maybe that's the reason I've been acting so poor. With the money I think, I think that I could open my own store. Me and toys together, hey, I'll be forever. Tell me, boys, you be sweet. You're listening to the Action Figure Blues podcast, episode number 249, for the week of Wednesday, the 30th of November, 2016. I'm Adam, and with me tonight are... Justin. Scott. And Eddie. This episode is brought to you by Davy Boys Toys and Bam Kapow Collectibles and ActionFigureBlues.com. Tonight, our Toys of the Week are the Transformers Titans Return Hot Rod, the Coda Bakir Superpowers Artifacts Aquaman, and the NECA Alien 3 Ellen Ripley Fiorina 161 Prisoner Action Figure. everyone here and present cool i'm gonna take cool cool sounds like it's the most actually positive one so justin i was i was having up? an opposite i was having an opposite day it's about the thunderstorm here and it's risen <laughs> about 28 degrees and i can't turn the fan up any higher otherwise you'll hear a weird clicking sound in the background so <laughs> awesome. he's sacrificing I, for his art i love it i am yeah. i am um, I mentioned when the mics weren't hot <laughs> that I, um, I don't, you guys remember ages and ages ago I did that uh, second job where I was the gatekeeper. Yes. So that's come up again over summer. And uh, oh, okay, the vet hmm. one, the the yes, vet hospital one. So it's my job to go and open the gate because uh, it's a it's staffed by um, uh, females only, and it's a pretty dodgy place where they're in at the moment. So. They just uh, can't let anyone wander in, so I have to physically go and open and close the gate, which okay. I get paid a ridiculous amount of money for. So I'm doing that six nights a week at the moment. Okay, uh, that's interesting. Yeah, Monday's my night off. Oh, so do yeah, you, I get paid so to sleep you, basically. Oh, so you stay you stay there and yes, you stay there and then open the gate when required. Yeah, I stay there from usually about ten thirty to about half past five in the morning. Yeah. 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 Mm. And then go off to my regular job in the daytime. Hey. <laughs> <Cool>. <laughs> All right. So we had, uh, who do we have left? We had present and here. Let's go for <laughs> present. Yeah, I've just had to pay the bills, uh, get food uh, in kind of week. I haven't been up to too much interesting. I did catch a few friends' productions of local theatre plays. Um but once again, uh, interesting. They're they're always interesting seeing local community plays. But uh, a lot of people uh, working hard, uh, which is good. Quite proud of my friends mm. uh, working hard there. But nothing. Even though you nothing, called their plays interesting. 
Yeah, well, that's community yeah. theatre for you. There's always going to be someone where you're like, okay, they just clearly dropped their line. And the, uh, I think the only that worst thing that you could say was that the place had a nice personality. Yeah, uh, the costumes were good. The costumes were okay. good. That, right. That's always my thing. You can tell someone didn't enjoy a play if they say to you, yeah, it was interesting and your costumes were good. That's the line. But uh, And I uh, picked up my Rogue One ticket a few hours ago, so I'm locked in for the midnight of that. Well, oh, cool. Yeah, very boring week otherwise. Mr. Scott. I am on my third week of week like awayness um in a row. So just home for the weekends at the moment. Um lots of Queenslandy stuff happening. So I'm in Brisbane this week. Last week I was in Bundaberg um and Maryborough and uh I was in Maryborough for the hottest day in Maryborough in 56 years. It's very yeah. Exciting. Mm-hmm. yeah, very exciting. Tell me, was it interesting? Uh, <laughs> it was actually – it was really good because um, that was very enjoyable. The groups that I were working with were really switched on and engaged, which was great. Um, the, but I would have preferred to have been doing it in – like proper air conditioning, that would have been made it even better. Um, and the last night, I was staying in actually quite a lovely place up there. Um, and but then on that really hot day, the place I was staying in, like it was a lovely little um, beachy kind of apartment, but it didn't have fly screens, and the air conditioner was not crash hot. And on the last day after that hot day, like all obviously a whole new generation of mosquitoes were born, and. So I was having to choose between melting or having to fend off plague levels of mosquitoes, um, <clears throat> which was a hard choice. So in the end, I just I actually had to go down to the local um, shop and buy bug spray <laughs> 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 just to keep them away from me because otherwise I was going to melt. Um, but never dull. And uh, the reward is very that next week I actually get to be with my family for a whole week. Woo! Um, But we've been making the most of the weekends and doing fun things, and that's been good, and uh, it'll be over soon. Yay. How about you, Adam? What have you been up to? I have been up to not much. Uh, It's included um, Christmas shopping, I believe, so that's that's done for the year. I can now relax slash get involved in other social activities for the next few weekends. um, Your Christmas shopping is done. I think so. Wow. I think I nailed it in one two-hour session. Nice. Yeah. Wow. Reject shop. <laughs> yeah. I, I went in there and just went, that'll do, that'll do, that'll do, that'll do, that'll do, that'll do. And, you know, hundreds of dollars later, I'm pretty sure I'm done. <laughs> Works for me. <laughs> yeah. Hey, well, um, we this is episode 249, which, of course, means that uh, next episode is 250. Um, we have something really fun planned Um for this show which i won't spoil we'll um just tune in and you will enjoy it very much i think um Mm. and uh and then after that um when when we started this show which is going on five years ago omg um we said hey let's try and do a weekly show for as long as we can do a weekly show and we have managed to do that for five years um and so we have decided that after 250 we are going to take a little break um, we it started off as hey let's have a proper break and then people have had lots of ideas about little things that they might be able to do so you may or may not notice any difference in our output 
during that time, depending on what people get up to. But we are going to have a little uh, break from just the commitment of a weekly show for three months or so. Um, so we won't disappear. We will still be putting shows in your feed um, during that time, uh, but perhaps not on such a regular schedule. And during that time, we're just going to have a bit of a rethink after 250 episodes about uh, – what we do and what the format of the show is going forward. So uh, we, we know that one of the things that people love about the show is that it's there every week and uh, we definitely want to keep continuing to produce regular content for you. But as to what form that is, etc., we are going to give ourselves just a little bit of thinking time and a well-deserved, I think, holiday um, from the uh, weekly routine um, and uh, rest in our laurels of 250 episodes for a moment. So, um, no tears. It's not a goodbye. Uh, it just, you know, you might not actually notice any different. I don't know, but I'll, you won't hear, be hearing me for a little while because I'm having a break. <laughs> Yay. Um, cool. So Adam, you're hosting. So I think this is where you say, okay, now we'll go and do the news. Uh, I think I, I get that. So okay. yes, thank you for that, Scott. And we will indeed come back to you after this break with some news. Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure! I'm Bill S. Preston Esquire! And I'm Ted Theodore Logan in concert! And I make them play! Speaker connects to figures and most cassette players to make figures play music! Now on drums, that bodacious barbarian Genghis Khan! Yeah, our new pal from old China! Excellent! Let's rock and roll! Squeezing their legs gets them jamming! Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure! Party on, kids! Well, before we rip into our beloved Toy of the Week segments for the, the week, um, we decided we'd drop some knowledge on you with articulated news, which is just what we've seen throughout the week and uh, what we'd like to talk about. So it is by no means comprehensive, just what we care to talk about. And first in line is Eddie. So over you, Eddie. First piece of news I've got comes from our <laughs> buddies over at Sideshow, and it's the Iron Man uh, statue. Uh, now, he, this is sort of that modern-looking update to the classic version of Iron Man that we uh, hinted at last week. We've finally got the full solicitation. Um, we can see him next to his little sideshow Apple there. He's looking to set your wallet back around 360 US dollars. And uh, probably the big talking point on this guy is he's a one-fifth scale uh, statue. So mm. he's a new... Uh, uh, statue size that um, uh, you, Iron style. yeah <laughs> you uh, might be able to work out it's not uh, the most popular decision uh, there is an exclusive that has the pointy horned uh, version of his classic mask uh, I still like this guy I think he's uh, looking good but uh, as a non-statue guy I don't think I'm going to be picking uh, him up at 360 US dollars but uh, if it's unpopular and I see him for cheap somewhere, <laughs> I might might grab him. <laughs> I don't have any statues for him to be missized with. Yeah, because they yeah. normally come down in price. <laughs> <Yeah>. Always. <laughs> I've never seen understand. them go up. I don't understand yeah. the um, the one fifth scale thing. I really feel like um, sideshow is uh, just a little bit too all over the place uh, with all this scale bizzo. Yeah, got the, you know, maquettes and blah blah. I, you know, I just it's annoying. It's uh, also a bit cheeky to call the alternate head the exclusive classic portrait as well. But when you look at it front on, it looks like a Lego man. 
His face, it looks like he's smiling. Yeah, it does. If you look at <laughs> <that> close. <laughs> it's really funny. Not right. I just don't enjoy the, the overall look. Like, it, it's just weird. I don't like it. Make it go away. Really? Oh. I don't like it. I just, nah. I don't like that I don't, outfit. I don't like Please explain. Well, like, why would you do an update of that classic costume? It's just, why? <laughs> it, it either was functionally perfect back in the day and should never have been updated, or it was obsolete and the other looks were actually better for, you know, reasons of function. Anyway, <laughs> in the rain. Beauty's always in the eye of the beholder. Uh, As it said, speaking of beautiful creatures, my next bit of news uh, is the full solicit of Zuckus, or as Ben calls him, Forlom, in the (laughs) six-scale Star Wars figure um, from Sideshow Collectibles. So we get to see him here uh, in his full glory, his full cloth outfit. A uh, picture of him standing next to some of the other bounty hunters that have been released. He's going to sit set you back a little bit less than the Iron Man. He's only two hundred and twenty-five dollars US. There is an exclusive uh, version, uh, but it doesn't say what's in there. Where is that? They had the little square on the side saying exclusive, but it doesn't actually tell you huh. what the exclusive hmm. is. There, you be great if it's a actual fall on I just package him in (laughs) (laughs) that would be yeah I can't actually see what (laughs) I thought I knew where the the box was for the exclusive but they don't actually tell you they keep it hidden although it does say he's only available at sideshow so it could be he himself is the actual exclusive oh that Mm. is sorry yes that that's what it'll be it's the um some of these sideshow but uh, Star Wars stuff are sideshow exclusive because it's only sideshow that's selling them. So there's no exclusive piece. Yeah. So the whole everything you get in there is an exclusive. That's right. It's trickery. That's, I tell yeah. you, trickery. Semantics. Because it's. Pretty be, I'm sure you could buy it over at Big Bad right now if you wanted to. But. Yeah. Uh, but I do like his um, hands in particular. The way they've sort of done sculpted gloves there. The way that blends into the actual cloth parts uh, are actually really impressive, and I do like the detail on his weapons. So uh, I think th- they've done well. Sorry, one thing I think that's interesting about this is they're saying like you know only available at sideshow, um, edition size two thousand, um, but I don't think that we normally get to see the edition size on the Star Wars stuff. So we've got nothing to compare it to. Um, mm. You know whether that is actually a much smaller number than um, what they normally do. I mean, I don't think they'd be numbered at any rate. So, yeah, yeah it's a bit of a... I'd have to assume, though, that would be a smaller number to what they regularly do. Cause, yeah, I, well, I would uh, hope so, seeing as yeah. they're advertising that way. It's just, that's what I'm saying, though, is that we've got no reference point to go, oh, wow, that's not very much because, yeah. you know, they made a, th- a 10,000 Lukes or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I think it'll be interesting to see how quickly it sells, if it sells out in an instant or if it uh, lingers on for a couple of days or a week. That would probably give us a good idea on how the sales were actually going. Interesting. Yeah. And uh, my last bit of news uh, once again comes from the Sideshow website, but this is actually for Prime 1, and it's their Ninja Turtles Out of the Shadows 
uh, figures. They're going to set you back a fair bit more than the other two. They're around six hundred US dollars. They're limited to seven hundred and fifty, uh, and we've seen solicits for Leonardo and Raphael uh, coming out. And these are the ones based off the second uh, Michael Bay uh, produced movie version uh, of the Turtles, which I reckon were the better outfit designs if you had to choose between the two films. Uh, but, yeah, these guys I'm not digging as much. Uh, Prime 1 have done some really good stuff, but I don't know if the turtle flesh tone is really working for me on this Leo. Mm-hmm. Something with the lip area just doesn't – it almost looks like an ornament you'd find in the nursery um, statue section there. It doesn't sort of fit the rest of the body. Yeah, that's a fair comment. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> I, I, I'm still not getting it. But... Yeah, I'm so yeah. I'm so overwhelmed by all the different options in the turtle space at the moment that I'm ha- actually struggling to tell them apart. So there you I go. I have colour bandanas for that. That's okay. Oh, whatever. Seriously. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, and that's uh, my news. Hmm. Very good. Okay, I'll uh, jump on the news train. Uh, my first bit of news is also from Prime One Studio, and this is the Ultraman statue. Um, so this bad boy will cost you seven seven four ninety nine US. Uh, he is twenty seven inches tall. He is going to be released this time next year. Uh, now it says high quality translucent resin for a lifelike skin effect as one of the uh, features. Also interchangeable hands with the blades on and blades off and an unmasked switchable portrait. Um, Ultraman is not really my thing. So all I'm going to do is look at this and go, hmm, looks very good. <laughs> the, base, the base is uh, quite nice and it has some dead sort of alien carcass that he's standing over the top of. But other than that, I'm a bit lost with Ultraman. Uh, you guys want to uh, jump in here? <laughs> I think it looks quite nice. I clearly am nowhere near up to date with Ultraman because the last yes. ones I would have watched were like the 60s ones with guys in rubber suits. Yeah, um, me too. I, this is the first uh, thing that I've seen from Prime 1 Studios that I actually really liked. Hmm. <laughs> oh, just because, I mean, they're, they're, uh, I, I don't think it's actually them. I think that mainly what I've seen from them is the video game stuff where I'm sure it's faithful to the game, but I find those, you know, costumes and concepts really overworked. Um, whereas this actually feels a bit more faithful. Um, so I don't mind it. I'm not going to buy it, yeah. um, but I don't mind it. The uh, face sculpt is extraordinary with the unmasked uh, features here. It's uh, really well done. Yeah. But uh, I'm a bit lost here. I think we need John. Yeah. Now, is this based off a version of Ultraman, or is this their own take? It, it seems uh, like it's the latest Ultraman. Yeah. yeah. So it's look like it's uh, there's something in the blurb here that's uh, yeah the latest Ultraman written by I'm not going to pronounce that and drawn by someone else, unpronounceable. So a little bit of a, forty years have passed. So modern incarnation yeah. of uh, Ultraman. Yeah. Yeah, I think yeah. it looks like it is actually kind of legit. That's what he actually looks like now. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Moving on to our... (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh. You know, you think... Tickle my funny bone. (laughs) You think after 249 episodes... (laughs) Uh, 
Just a second. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have to give Justin a chance? Justin a chance to compose himself. I think it was my own joke. I'm laughing. <laughs> <laughs> well, that makes it so much better. Uh, okay. So, coming from our our friends at Funko Resident Resident Evil Pop Vinyls, um, once again, a property I'm not too familiar with, but in this lineup is Jill Valentine, Leon S. Kennedy, the Liquor. Nemesis, and there are some uh, exclusive. There's the Super Six Size Pop of Hunter and the Tyrant, and also it looks like a uh, Glow in the Dark Tyrant as well. So these are very well done. We've talked verbatim about when it's an actual monster or a property like that, how well done these pop vinyls are, and looking at the last four pitches, five pitches, I should say, um, really, really well done pop vinyls. If Resident Evil is your cup of tea, hmm. um, the numbering is out of control. So I'm going to uh, talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> um, and as what happens here, we mention them. So uh, go and look on the shelves right now, and they'll be there. Yeah. Yeah. Now I'm a little. I'm not too familiar with Resident Evil. Um, pretty much what I know is from watching Game Grumps when I get a chance. But I think the hunters uh, in the game were actually smaller than a person. So I was surprised to see he's a six-inch uh, pop, but there might have been a larger hunter later on that I just haven't seen. Okay. And looking more closely, they're exclusive to store. So I think the first one is is that Entertainment Earth, the logo, and then that's Hunter, and then Hot, Hot Topic has one of the tyrants, and the glow-in-the-dark yeah. tyrant yeah. is uh, Target. So... Um, I'm going to move on to the next bit of news, which is Lego announces new Lego Batman movie minifigures. Now, I don't, I don't know how much of this I should mention because there might be some spoilers for the upcoming movie coming out, but um, these are really, really cute, <laughs> as you expect from Lego minifigures, and there's a running a full gamut of uh, Batman in different costumes. There's a, one, uh, a particular one that's really tickling my fancy with a uh, lobster. On a, on a dinner plate, <laughs> but uh, I, I don't know, guys. Should I mention some of the characters here? Because some of them, um, I mean, it's not. They've been announced. Specific, the, yeah, they've been, announced been in the trailers and yeah. things. Yeah. All right. Okay. So there's a uh, Batman dressed as um, Kiss, one of the members from Kiss. That does that look like Magpie down with the um, the Harlequin lady? Not Harley Quinn, but the original sort of. Uh, I wonder if that is Magpie, but she she died a long time ago in the comics. There's a is that Batman sixty six or is that a is that meant to be um, Burt Ward sixty six with a shark repellent in his hand? Uh, that's that's Robin. Yeah, that's Robin. Yeah, um, Commissioner Gordon. There's the uh, Batman from the past, dressed in his caveman gears. Also, Catman. A few other characters. So uh, the say- Catman, I do want to um, give a shout out to because that's the design that a uh, friend of the show, Nicola Scott, who. Um, you guys have had on for an interview. Yeah, uh, that's her design of Catman. So cool yeah, to that, see that. That getting... was the most exciting thing for figure. me in this because I'm a big uh, Secret Six fan, and um, I, when I saw that, I was like, "Squee!" Hey, better make a movie. Yeah, I'm a big Catman fan. I gotta grab that, and I just like the just like Orca uh, in there is such an obscure pull mm. from the Larry Harmer times. There's just yeah. A lot of goodness in here. And the calculator. Great. Yes. Good. All very good. And uh, hopefully they'll sit in the shelves like the Simpsons one did so it can have a chance to really 
go through them because yep. there's some really cool designs here. <laughs> but uh, this this could be a future thing, you know. They've done a couple other things, but, but we've talked about it before. If they did a Star Wars or a Marvel Comics thing like this, it would be very cool. But mm. um, that's it for my news. Very good. Now, I my first bit of news is from Kotobukiya, and this is that uh, we've seen now the official um, solicit of the Marvel Bishoujo Squirrel Girl. We saw her um, uh, as promo art, but we hadn't actually seen um, the piece, and this is really cute. Um, it is something that um, I think she's kneeling, and so I think that it's quite cool in terms of just providing some levels if you've got a display so they've done this a couple of times before with uh, x23 and mystique um and uh this one i really like because it's it's kind of natural it's not just um you know a kind of oh let's make one kneeling in sexy pose um but this actually makes sense because she's cuddling a little squirrel and you know she's got her big bushy tail and um so uh, this isn't a particularly favorite character of mine, but I'll certainly will pick this up because I like this line and it's a new character to the line. Very mm-hmm. cute. Yeah. yeah. Seems like with a few of the recent Marvel Bashow shows, they've gone away from sort of the sexy design, like the Spider-Gwen wasn't yeah. really that revealing either. Yeah. I mean, you know, they've kind of back and forth and, you know, I, 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 I'd like it when uh, – like the mystique, I think is a good example of one I didn't like because it was so like you know it could have easily just been a porn pose sort of thing that like yeah no um because they're cute anyway like they're you know they don't need to be you know showing a boob just to uh, make it um, sexy. Well, um, let's not. Yeah, I mean, I said they don't have to. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Not that there's anything wrong with that. I, I yeah. said they don't have to. Okay, yeah. All what right. boots? <laughs> All right. Um, speaking of boots, um, the DC Collectibles had their June 2017 solicits this week, which were actually pretty um, meager. And one of them was a re-solicit, which was the Gotham City Garage Wonder Woman statue. This is uh, stuff that General Giant does, which I don't, yeah, no, don't like. Um, the, there's been a Catwoman and a Harley Quinn, and um, I, I think they're very cool, but they're not definitely my thing. Um, the official solicit for the Batman Black and White Nightwing statue, um, the one where he's meant to be twirling his staff, but it kind of looks like he's holding a tire iron. So mm. I'm, mm. I'll definitely get this again because I like this line, but jury's out on whether that actually works or not. Um, the rest of it looks great. And then the only new thing that I didn't kind of know was coming, um, one for the Wonder Woman Art of War uh, statue line, and this is the Jose Luis Garcia Lopez version. And uh, this looks great, I think. Um, I don't actually always like the these Wonder Woman Art of, the War, Art of War statues. They can sometimes be a bit mm. too out there for me. Um, but this, I think, looks fantastic. Yeah, I like the pose with the foot off the base. Yeah, it's yeah. very effective. Yeah. yeah, and the you know the shield and the sword kind of all in action. So, oh. um, yeah, that's one that yeah. I might consider because I do very selectively collect that line. And then finally, the Cryptozoic little bombshells, which is um, their uh, little blind 
well, they're not, yeah, blind box, basically, um, little vinyl bombshells, um, are that first line is out. They are two and three quarter inches tall, and there is a 1.5 uh, series of these that is uh, repaints of the uh, original sculpts. So um, I, d I don't think there's any new characters in this. It's just all repaints. Um, I actually have not seen these in the wild yet in Australia. I don't know if anyone else has. Mm -hmm. um, no. But, yeah, but... I'm not. I'm not going to buy these. I'm just going to eBay for Mira because it's the only one I really want. And um, oh, there's Katana as well. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Man, <laughs> just buy the case. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I go from I'll just eBay for the one to I'll just buy the case. I'll buy two just in case they don't all come. Yeah. Um, yeah. So these are super fun. The bombshells have got such a life of their own. It's amazing. Mm. And that's my news. Thank you, Scott. Well, I'll um, finish this off with a bit of figure arts news. So technically the first part is monster arts rather than figure arts, which is that there is um, a monster arts Shin Godzilla, in other words, New Godzilla second and third form figures available, and um, they're quite different looking. Um, so there, there's one that's uh, 1.9 inches tall and uh, one that's 5.1 inches tall. Um and the final 2016 Godzilla Monster Arts figure, um, which will be sold separately, will be seven inches tall. So um, I think this is meant to be like a showing like a, a growth of Godzilla or something, but um, I don't like it. <laughs> the first two forms kind of look like moray eels to me. Like I just get an eel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, They're not exactly terrifying, right? No. Yeah. So... Yeah, no. I think that they're simple passes for me. And um, moving on, we have the release dates and final um, final product pictures for the Anakin Skywalker Anakin Skywalker Attack of the Clones uh, figure art and the New Hope Chewbacca figure art. Um, Anakin is going to be six inches tall. Will be about fifty-five dollars US. Uh, he's going on pre-order in December. Release May next year. Uh, Chewie will be six point seven inches tall, uh, fifty-seven US, and is going to be on release in April with pre-order starting in December. So I'd be interested to see how these line up compared to like the Star Wars Black version of, for example, for Chewie. Hmm. Mm. Because yeah. I'm I'm not sold that that's a better looking version necessarily than the black. No, it's a hard likeness to get, that's for sure. Yeah, it might be one of those where trying to make it more articulated actually just makes it look worse. Mm. Yeah, I think you're right about that. It's a a tricky um, thing because of just the way that he's structured. The more articulation that you try and throw in, the more that it kind of ends up not really looking like him. Yeah. It's always weird for me too when they have his hair on his head brushed back where a lot of times in the film he sort of ended up with sort of a bit of a fringe coming out over his eyes. Yeah, he's bang. Like yeah. The, yeah, there was times where his hair was brushed back, but for me the more iconic Chewy is um, a little bit of that sort of, yeah, bang fringe uh, going on, which is actually rarely ever done in sculpting. Bang fringe? 
<laughs> yeah, I don't have hair. I don't understand you hair people. <laughs> no, you're just you're, you're mixing two different um, culture languages for the same thing. <laughs> Americans, so everyone's confused now. Americans call them bangs, and Australians call it a fringe, but it's the same thing. So bang fringe is like saying cookie biscuit. <laughs> I want to. I'd eat a cookie biscuit. Oh, I would have one right now. Absolutely, that's a great idea. <laughs> Bring on the cookie biscuit. <sighs> and with that, we have done. <laughs> we are done with the news. We will be right back after the next break with our favorite favorite game, which is name that. Hey there, boys and girls. It's your old friend John back with another installment of everybody's favorite podcast game, Name That. When last I left, you heard this perplexing sound. Now you can stamp, roll, and smash your own. And as of this time, no one has got this one yet. This is actually kind of a tricky one. This was a Play Doh Marvel set called Canheads. Um, yeah, I really didn't remember anything of it. It's fairly recent, so, um, you know, it's not really in my wheelhouse, but, uh, you gotta love Play-Doh. It, it was always fun. I, I remember having the Empire Strikes Back one with the big play mat, and, you know, you'd mold little Lukes and R2s and that kind of thing. Anyway, um, you know, if you didn't know what that was, but you, uh, still want to play along, here's a new sound. Time to build them for battle with the Snap and Attack System! Fire! Nice hit! Now! And we'll play that one more time. Time to build them for battle with the snap and attack system. Fire! Nice hit! Now! If you think you know what that is, you know what to do by now. You go over to AFB Forum, that's AFBforum.com, and you go find the name of that thread. You make your guess, you get the guess right, you get a coveted forum point. And those forum points can be exchanged for um, a free cup of coffee, I believe. Uh, they're opening a new Tim Hortons near me, so uh, I, I will be trying that out in the near future, because it worked for Eddie, so maybe it'll work for me. And, you know, if that's too tough, the audio version, then you can always come over to tvandfilmtoys.com on Tuesdays, Thursdays. We play a picture version. You can still guess in the forum and get the same points. Um, but it's just, you know, you look at pictures and it's a little easier to maybe figure it out. Maybe not. Sometimes they're hard. And, you know, as always, uh, this is John saying peace out. time for our first toy of the week each episode we take turns looking at our favorite toy or collectible that we own they might be a new release they might be a fan favorite or they might just be something a bit strange that we happen to still have in our clutches first up for this week is eddie so over to you thank you adam uh so for my toy of the week i have uh chosen to go with a guy that i uh just picked up this week and it's something that's been popping up all over australia here is the Transformers Titans Return 
uh, deluxes. So for some reason, Coles, not Coles, uh, Target uh, mislabeled these guys in a promotional catalogue. Uh, so to give you a bit of a comparison, if you're not a Transformers fan, the deluxes are kind of your Marvel Legends, uh, Star Wars Black Series equivalent. So uh, on shelves, they would generally be around uh, $30 to $35. But Target marked them accidentally in a catalogue at $15 and decided to honour that uh, through the run. And then it meant a whole bunch of other uh, retailers kind of got wind of it and uh, uh, Kmart actually had a sale of theirs a week or two later with them at $15 and Big W was price matching uh, oh, no. these guys at $15. So uh, if you could imagine uh, like a brand new wave of Marvel Legends or Star Wars Black hitting the shelves and they're up for $15, uh, people have been going a little bit nutty trying to get a hold of uh, the whole line of these, which pretty much in the last couple of weeks or so, I've picked up every single one except for uh, the character Scourge, which I already had a deluxe figure of from a different uh, wave. But the one I was most looking forward to is one of my favourite characters from the Transformers mythos, and it is Judd Nelson from The Breakfast Club, uh, <laughs> a.k.a. Uh, Hot Rod uh, or Rodimus Prime, depending on the version uh, you're talking about this one's referred to as Hot Rod, though, and they managed to get around that by on the package calling him the Autobot Hot Rod, just in oh. case someone actually confused mm. it with a realistic uh, car company and thought they were getting a great bargain there uh, on a vehicle. They uh, avoided that legal loophole. Now, the gimmick with the Titans Returns is that they're homaging the original 80s uh headmasters now the headmasters was a gimmick uh from the line in which the head of the transformer can actually come off and that's a mini transformer uh himself now mythos they're known as nebulons they're their own little race of robotic creatures uh this is uh not generally how i go through with it in my head canon in my head canon if you pardon the pun they're just uh the same character as the head uh, that they represent. Uh, but Hot Rod's one here is known as Fire Drive, and that's a bit of an homage to the 80s Target Master that he used to have uh, that was called Firebolt. So Hot Rod was never actually a headmaster himself, but they've added a couple of characters to the headmaster's uh, gimmick line here with the new waves. Uh, so as I mentioned, uh, he's a Titans Return figure. It's made by Hasbro. Uh, he was released this year. In fact, he's only just started hitting, I believe, the first report of the, this third wave hitting U.S. stores only happened uh, this week in Texas. Uh, so this guy is pretty much fresh uh, from the factory there. So uh, keep your eyes out all around. They're just starting to hit now before Christmas. As I said, he cost me $15, but uh, generally speaking, here in Australia, you'd probably be looking at around the $30 mark. The packaging he comes with is a wonderful piece of painted artwork uh, that they've been doing on uh, most of the generations uh, packaging for Transformers. It's a lovely uh, painted image of the headmaster head locking in with the robot body. 
And I do love original toy art uh, depicting some of these characters, so I am rapt to see that there. Unfortunately, that's where the uh, good notes on the packaging end. It's a blister card, so you're just going to rip it open. Uh, It's really not collector-friendly at all. And uh, if you've listened to our last few episodes, me and Scotty have really hated those sort of tea tag oh. uh, clips to hold in figures. And the Titan Masters might be among one of the worst. There's probably about 10 of those tags uh, holding one of these guys in, as well as some rubber bands wrapped around the body uh, and the head to make sure that the head stays in place uh in the packet which is kind of silly because they actually on every one i've gotten so far connect in uh extremely tight uh and they can be a bugger to get off because transformers have uh, lots of points of articulations and moving parts uh those tags get lost in between crevices really easily and uh very hard to get uh out of the packet if you don't have a pair of scissors on you uh so really not collective friendly packaging at all uh, there, The one good side is that uh, he does come with a little collector card with the artwork uh, in its uh, full glory there. So even though you're ripping up the package, you do get a little keepsake uh, of the artwork there as well as uh, their stats and figures of the character on the back of that card. But uh, I generally never agree uh, with a lot of that stuff. I think the numbers are just signed at random. The sculpting on him is fairly good. There's a couple of little hidden features, like the inside of his legs have sort of uh, your spring suspensions of a car. Uh, there's some computer details uh, underneath his chest as you open it up there. Uh, he definitely uh, is reminiscent of the original uh, hot rod toy from the 80s, so that sort of futuristic sports car and uh, with that sort of lovely fire design on there with the exposed engine and his head sculpt uh is very much that classic 80s cartoon uh head sculpt there so uh it is uh very nicely done uh all around here on the sculpts and it's hard to say where you would uh place this in in our sort of general conversation so i'm going to add it in here with sculpting but the engineering uh, on the toy is very nice. Every moving part as you transform him back and forth and slide him in and out uh, definitely does have uh, great movability, fairly easy flow to it. He's a little bit of a challenge to work out, but not too hard. I was able to transform him back and forth without looking at the instructions. Uh, so it takes a couple of seconds to work out a few bits and pieces like his tailpipe actually does a swing around on the back to get it up there on his shoulders uh looking like a few bits and blades there so uh very well done uh on that side so i definitely give the uh sculpting high marks paint there's not too much to talk about generally with transformers it's pretty much all just sculpted in the color plastic that it is at this scale and because they have so many parts they just vary the color of plastic being used there are a few little decos on him he's got some silver shins and his engine chest piece has the autobot symbol plus the flame effects and they've colored the engine in silver and then his uh face mask has sort of a gray tone to the actual face under the helmet and some blue eyes uh but apart from a couple of little dots and bits and that over on him he really doesn't have too much paint 
uh, on there at all. It's mainly just cast uh, plastic, but the paint applications that they do have are very nice. There's really no bleeding or scuffs or anything there at all. Articulation points as way too many uh, to actually take down and note, uh, but the figure is very poseable. You can get him in lots of cool different uh, stances and positions. The only issue I have with his posability is he doesn't have any form of ankle rockers. Uh, so depending on the different poses you get him in, he can be a little bit hard uh, to stand. And because he does have ball joints at the hips, uh, if you do get him at a weird angle, they can start to slide out. They're not super loose, but uh, just the way, the design of the feet can uh, cause him to slide uh, if there's too much weight coming at the centre and the legs are too far spread out. Uh, in terms of accessories, he comes with two blasters that can actually be connected together to make a little sort of sled uh, gun weapon that his headmaster can actually detach and sit in. You can also take this sled and attach it to the front of him in car mode and uh, put him in there. Now, when the uh, robot body is in car mode, you can actually also flip open the canopy and put the Titan Master in its robot, uh, put the headmaster in its uh, robot mode into uh, the seat of the car and close that up and have him driving around uh, in himself, uh, which is very cool. And that's a main gimmick of uh, the headmasters. The other cool thing is if you wanted to, you can still open up the canopy when he's in robot mode and put another headmaster in there and have him as storage for uh, any of the other characters. And the heads are also swappable. So uh, any of the headmasters that you pick up, you can put uh, them into any other body and uh, this body can take any of the other headmasters uh, from all the other different deluxes there. So I really am uh, enjoying the Titan Masters. There's a lot of cool, fun uh, playability here, having these little robot guys that are able to drive around uh, in all the different vehicles and robot modes that you get out of Transformers. And then you get the big guys like the uh, Fortress Maximus that I reviewed a while ago, and he basically turns into a massive playset uh, for these tiny little uh, Titan Masters. Uh, uh, headmasters, sorry, I keep saying Titan Masters just because uh, they called it Titan Returns for some reason. Uh, but, yeah, very happy with this guy. If you're a Transformers fan, uh, I definitely recommend him. Uh, if you're a sort of in and out, uh, sometimes uh, collect Transformer pieces, if you're a fan of the original Transformers movie and want a good hot rod, this guy's going to be a good uh, depiction there of him uh, on your shelf. So I'd uh, recommend him there for that. And I do recommend, uh, if you are curious, pick up uh, one of these Deluxe Titan Masters. I'd probably say uh, Hard Case is probably the best one uh, for showcasing the gimmick. Uh, but uh, Hot Rod is a great one here as well. So I'd probably have to give him, uh, I'd say, eight uh, dollies out of ten. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I have put some pictures up of him on Facebook, and if you do look at the pictures I've put there, you can tell uh, compared to some of my other pictures, this is one I definitely like having a bit of a play around with. Yeah. So... With the like the shade of red, I mean, I remember Hot Rod being a slightly darker shade of red. Is my memory off? Or uh, he, it, it's not the exact uh, shade of red. Even in the original '80s toy, it varied. 
a bit like uh, the Rodimus Prime toy was a lot more of a lighter red, whereas the original one was more the darker red. Uh, the cartoon one probably had an even darker red colour to it. That whole cartoon was actually kind of dark uh, a bit. Uh, so it does vary depending on the hot rod uh, that you're comparing it to. But uh, where I tend to find hot rod stands out for me is the uh, orange parts, and the orange parts on him are very spot on uh, to that sort of original 80s uh, style. So that's where I really linked with him. Okay. Very nice. Just a good toy to pick up and play around with. They're good desk toys that you can just transform back and forth in your hands. They're good little puzzles. Yeah, I wouldn't be allowed to have it if it was, you know, during podcast time. <laughs> yeah. That's one of the playing. reasons I picked one with no ratchet joints in him. Yeah, fair enough. Um, <laughs> cool. Well, that wraps up our first toy of the week. And when we come back, we'll talk about the new items we've added to our collections in Feeding the Addiction. What a jump! Evil's riding the amazing Stray Cycle. That gyro power sends him over 100 feet at top speed. And he's not through yet! Into the dragster, evil super sprint car with built-in drag chute to slow him down. What a hook! And now the sky cycle, that daredevil death-defying supersonic sky plane on wheels. And here he is on the super cool chopper bike with the power that can really rip. He's sensational. He's evil, evil. He's a knockout. He's ideal. Well, we're all here because we collect toys, so Feeding the Addiction is where we take time to check what we've all acquired or pre-ordered during the week, and uh, we'll start with Justin. Okay, so I picked up something that I've looked at for a long time, and this may not have come via through legitimate sources, but it was from a Chinese eBay seller, and it was Master <laughs> of the Universe Mini Masters Beast Man. I just wanted to have a look, oh, see lovely. at these little fellas. And when he did arrive, um, blown away by the sculpt at that scale. He's got the classic, like, massive shoulders and chest tapering down to tiny little um, chicken legs. And yep. uh, they're actually very, very cute. Um, I may have to have another look to see what else is uh, being sold. Um, and also a throwback for a while ago, um, DC Universe Classics Wave 19, which I just finished this week. For some reason, it was one of those waves that escaped me and I picked been picking it up over time when I remembered that I didn't have the whole wave. And also I picked up uh, Dr. Voodoo. Um, now, I know doc, he's called Doctor these days because he filled in for Doctor Strange a little while ago, but I just imagine before that he was actually a doctor all along and people would call him Brother Voodoo and he'd be <laughs> like, Can, I didn't go to school for six years to be called Brother. <laughs> I didn't go to Voodoo school for six years. <laughs> call me Doctor. So, That's funny. I picked him up as well, and uh, lovely, lovely figure. Yeah. One of my favourite from that wave, uh, Enchantress, would be the uh, second. But um, yeah, I love, I love him. Love him. <laughs> That's it. Oh, Scotty, what have you got? I didn't think I was going to have anything, and then today, um, first of all, Zing had a um, sale. Um, that was a last week they had a 20% off in store and, but I was in the middle of nowhere in tumbleweed town and I was like, Oh great. I'm not going to be able to do that. But then today they had, um, 20% off online. Um, and so I was able to, uh, get the, um, 
the Catwoman premium format, the purple costume one that I did not uh, buy at the time because I didn't was like oh, I don't know if I need another Catwoman, but it came down to a really good price, and I am you know, really uh, enjoying the DC premium formats, and so I thought, oh well, there's my opportunity. And then um, eBay has got ten percent off today, um, and so there is a the Doctor Doom premium format. These are my Christmas presents, by the way. So um, the sure. <laughs> the um, Doctor Doom premium format statue, with which Ben reviewed on the show a while ago. Again, I did not you know buy at the time, but um, thought, oh, I. Uh, um, you know, that's something I would really like. And so I was feeling around because there's two different ones I've been watching both in Australia, both for reasonable prices. And then I was trying to work out, you know, with the discount, how that would work out. And then I just happened to notice, this is only right before the show, that um, our sponsor, Pop Culture, also has got 20% off online today, which I did don't think they advertised particularly well. Um, at least I missed it. Um and so I popped over there and got my Dr. Doom premium format for way cheaper than what I would have gotten it with the 10% off on eBay. So that's that's Christmas for me sorted, um, which is very exciting. Nice. Yeah. Cool. Eddie, what have you been up to? Uh, well, I've picked up the Titans Returns, as I mentioned uh, a little bit earlier in the show. And I also had my... Uh, penultimate uh, Maddie Collector. Oh no, it's not. It's the penultimate to the penultimate uh, Maddie Collector order come in because they're a month uh, behind in their shipment, uh, which was the Filmation Evil Lynn and the real star of the box was the uh, Thundercats Jackal Man, who's an incredible. Uh, sculpted figure. I know uh, Ben just got his today and was texting me furiously about how awesome the figure is, but how sad we are that uh, the line has died just uh, yeah. as it's beginning and it's so awesome. Uh, so a bit of bit of sweetness there with that guy. And are you jumping over to the um, the new Motu Classics follow-on line as well or not? I have not uh, pre-ordered anything from Super 7 yet. They're Still open to the 30th, and I've been toying a bit back and forth, but um, I have every single figure that they've got up for solicit at the moment, so I'd be spending uh, the money on either a paint change or a slightly different head uh, there with the pieces, which I just can't bring myself to do Mm -hmm. uh, at the moment. I'm definitely going to be following them and seeing what they do uh coming down the line but uh at the moment i just can't pull the trigger for a simple repaint uh, sort of one so hopefully we see some new uh figures or designs coming from them next year but uh the good thing is they do internationally ship so uh no one's sort of been left uh, unable to get it if they do want them and hopefully there's people who only discovered the line uh recently who have been able to load themselves up with a few classic pieces there and i know that ram man was very hard for a lot of people to get so hmm. uh the chance to grab him uh is gonna be good for a lot of people so i'm not complaining about them putting those figures up there at all just uh for me i already have them all cool oh and adam what about you what do you pick up myself i have um finally committed money to the the habit again um 
Well, not quite yet because it's pre-orders. Um, so I've pre-ordered um, a couple new new items. One of them hopefully should be available any day now, and I can tell Big Bad to ship my box of toys. Um, they're both from the Japanese series Patlable, which is um, uh, a series where people have decided to build giant mechs to help them um, do construction work, basically, um, so they can reclaim land from the sea because of global warming. Um, and so the police obviously have to start investing in their own giant mechs to um, ensure that they can uphold the law when people get out of hand in a, in a mech that they're meant to be using for construction. But, you know, sometimes it's, they've got a bit tanked or sometimes they genuinely want to start a fight or go and rob someone. So I've got um, two of those on order. The, the second one, I'm not so sure whether I'll commit to it because um, that's not till March next year. And I want to try and work out exactly what's different about it, considering it's um, $133 US when the mm. first version's only $70. So that'll be something I keep an eye on. Brilliant. Yeah. And um, other than that, I've just been placing some orders for model kits that um, Hobby Link Japan didn't seem to be able to get back in stock over the last four or five months. So I've just gone, nah, stuff it and got them off eBay or Amazon. Mm. Hmm. Have you picked up any of the um, figure arts risers, figures, uh, like the model construction figure No, arts? they don't look quite right. Um, so they're all pretty much pre-painted and it really is just a case of um, remove from sprues and snap together. But, I mean, the fact that they're pre-painted and they're still on sprues means you have to be pretty careful with getting them off the sprues so that you don't damage it and then it's still snapped together and I don't think it's going to be a solidly constructed piece, and I just kind of, I don't know. Yeah. They don't seem quite right. Because I've noticed they've got them at Zing at the moment, and I've been tempted by the perfect cell just because I don't have him as a figure arts yet. Yeah. But I know there's the re-release coming, so. I'm... Yeah, the, the premium color version. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if I saw them for really cheap, I'd consider it, but I haven't ever seen them for really cheap, so. Yeah. Hmm. Fair enough. Yes, indeed. All right. Well, I think we've all uh, covered that topic off and we'll move on to our second Toy of the Week. Duke in trouble! Scramble the Storm Eagle! I Joe Storm Eagle has a hidden water cannon that shoots up to 20 feet, but the Cobra Liquidator's making a splash and the Parasite's launching catapult missiles. Mobilize the Patriot! It's the G.I. Joe Patriot with a huge mortar cannon that really fires! G.I. Joe Patriot, Storm Eagle, Cobra, Parasite, and Liquidator sold separately. I found the Barracuda, but Duke's gone. So glad you could join us. <laughs> well, now it's time for our second toy of the week. And, uh, Scott, this is all yours, so take it away. It's all mine. It's Aquaman. It's mine. Um, I have reviewed the other pieces in the Kotobukiya Artifact Superpowers line, and I wasn't actually expecting to be reviewing Aquaman until January because that is when I thought that he was coming out. So I did mention this in Feeding the Addiction because I was going to do it here. Uh, but uh, just yesterday, no, Saturday, I went in between basketball games uh, with my um, eldest child um, into our local Zing and was looking around and I saw that they had the Aquaman superpowers uh, box up there, and I had to kind of stop and go, I'm confused. I 
do I have this? Is this? I don't think I have this. And I picked it up and then my eldest was like, oh, I'm pretty sure you've got that, haven't you? And um, she's notorious for almost always being right. So if there's any, um, you know, conjecture in the family about something that's happened, we generally go with her recollection of things because she's rarely wrong. So I put it down and then I was like, hold on, I'm pretty sure that this has just come out. And so I went up to the counter. Actually, first of all, I Googled, like I went to the Action Figure Blues website and searched Aquaman because I knew that if I had bought this, I would have reviewed it, and he didn't come up. And then I asked the guy at the counter, and he was like, no, no, that just came in. And uh, so, oh. hooray, yay, Aquaman is mine. Um, so if you are not familiar, uh, maybe about a year and a half ago, something obviously happened with the superpowers license, and suddenly all these other collectibles uh, based on it started coming out and one of the lines that um is happening is the the kotobukiya artifacts line uh which is inspired by superpowers so there's some other things gentle giant um has been doing that are uh different scale casts of the superpowers figures um giant version tiny version etc um these are not that these are uh in the artifacts uh, scale, so it is one-tenth scale, and with the uh, designs and colors of the superpowers figures, but they are new sculpts, um, and they are not actually figures, they are statues. Um, So before this, we had Batman, Robin, Flash, Superman, and Green Lantern, not necessarily in that order, and I think um, that... Uh, John might have reviewed the Batman, and I'm pretty sure I reviewed all of the rest. Um, and they are good fun, um, but with some buyer bewares if you're expecting superpowers uh, goodness. Um, so in terms of packaging, these are a bit different from the other superpower, sorry, other artifacts stuff. Um, they still come in a box with the kind of reverse clamshell inside, but it is not a see-through box. It is a box that is inspired very much by the superpowers uh, packaging. Um, so the front uh, is the superpowers card. Uh, for Aquaman, um, with then some new artwork on it, obviously. Um, and then the sides, the back has got the other figures in the line. And, uh, but then on the side, we get, we see very clearly not an action figure. Um, so just in case you're going to be uh, confused. Um, inside, we have the, uh, that, reverse clamshell that Kotobukiya has uh, done quite well with, um, with uh, no need for twist ties, etc. Just a little bit of tape. And uh, then we have the figure and behind that, the trident. The These are uh, sculpted by Naoya Muto, and I uh, believe that he has done the whole line um, to this point, at least. Um, so... These are interesting in that obviously the Superpowers um, original line was uh, action figure. Um, and so it, um, you know, they did have some basic articulation. Most of these, none of these have articulation. Most of them have no moving parts. The Superman, which was the first one in the uh, series, uh, did have a swap out arm to 
kind of replicate his punching action, although it kind of looked super disturbing. Um, and then to this point, we haven't had another piece with a uh, swap out feature or a removable part. And uh, so when I first unpacked this guy and I saw that, okay, good, he's got the trident and the superpowers. Um, Aquaman, of course, came with a trident. And uh, he's got the, a sculpted hand to hold the trident. Good. And then I thought, oh, no, if he can only hold it because uh, the hand was at his side. And I thought if he can only hold it sideways, that's going to be pretty janky. Um, but then I discovered and, – and I was also then thinking – uh, you know, these are weird because they're not articulated, but they're kind of sculpted to look articulated. And in fact, his left arm isn't, you know, it's kind of got a bit of a gap there. Oh, sorry, right arm. And then I realized, oh, that's because it's actually can be removed. And when there's only one arm, but it has two different posing options. So you can either uh, pose it with the arm at his side, or you can uh, turn it one notch to the left and pose it with him with the uh, hand extending out, uh, which is the trident holding pose. Um, so that made me happy, um, although there's some a couple issues with that, which I'll talk a little bit more about in a moment. Um, this is a really special piece for me because Aquaman, of course, is my guy, and the superpowers Aquaman action figure was the first super superhero action figure I ever owned, and I still really remember quite vividly you know, coming across the original superpowers display and um, as a kid and coming home with Aquaman and Green Lantern, which were those first, you know, figures that I had. And uh, this, you know, has always had a bit of a special place in my heart because my favorite character and, um, you know, a, a toy that kind of meant a lot to me. So this is one that I was really pleased to see that they were going to be doing and, um, you know, keen to see uh, how it turned out. Um, the, this one, I think really captures the spirit of what they were looking for in, you know, inspired by, and that the colors, um, that they've chosen here are really true. You know, they're, they're bright, they're, um, you know, there's no washes or shading. It's just, you're, you're, you're different little colors, um, shining brightly um, you know, his super blonde hair um, his, the, uh, the, you know, there's some nice little sculpting elements here, all the little scallops on his um, tunic or whatever you call it are um, all sculpted um, but not stacks of extra detail because that's not true to the um, you know, the, the, what inspired it and the original figure did have that scalloping as well um, on his uh, top Um the other the, the thing that initially I was a little bit um, I guess uh, uh, well, annoyed by was that the while you can move his arm so that he can hold the the trident uh, out right when you actually do that the trident doesn't actually stand up straight it's kind of um, he's holding it out with the trident end um, kind of leaning out a bit. Uh, but then when I actually did a little bit of um, Googling around, I saw that that's actually the angle at which the um, actual figure held his trident. And so I thought, oh, that's actually kind of okay. Like he could you know, obviously hold it um, uh, facing down or hold it 
up, but it, it basically sat at that same angle. And so then I thought, well, this is, I get this, this is, you know, okay, it's a little bit weird, but then that's, you know, an homage to the actual figure, and so that makes it okay. Um, these don't come with a base. These are uh, cheaper than the other artifacts pieces in the line. So um, I think, you know, they're under $50 US, certainly, and uh, um, you know, actually maybe under $40 US, and you can certainly get them for under the $60 Australian mark if you um, look around in the right space. Um, so, you know, originally I thought that this was going to lose dollies for the trident angle thing, but then when I saw um, the, I guess, accuracy of this to the original piece, I, I can't really take anything away for that. And uh, the paint's lovely, the sculpt's fantastic. Um, so I I have nothing to complain here, um, and not just because it's Aquaman, um, but yay Aquaman. And I have to give this guy 10 dollies out of 10. Hmm. Outrageous. Yeah, shut oh, up. Yeah. And, <laughs> especially since the face portrait's not accurate. Pardon? Especially since the face portrait's not accurate. The the in, in what way is it not accurate? Not the same face. No, well, it's a, it is a different um, like it's inspired by you know it's not a a, a, a recreation or a resculpt. You know, he's got the same. Um, uh, you know, I, I would say it's pretty faithful in terms of the black eyebrows and black eyes and um, stuff that the original. Yeah, but that's fine. But the dimensions are wrong. Like mm, he's mm-hmm. not got such a boxy head. Mm-hmm. No, I get that. And I, you know, I think that's yeah. the ins- that's the inspired by bit is that they have taken the, you know, and, and when we get to Wonder Woman, etc. I think you know I'll be super glad that it's inspired by as opposed to. Um, yeah, the recreation of that hideous thing. Um, so, yeah. Um, so we only have two more in this line that have been uh, announced, which is Hawkman and Wonder Woman, and the box only has the space for those two things on them. So I really do hope that this continues and that we get the whole, um, you know, uh, at least the original set of 12 figures with the bad guys in there, but hopefully some uh, more because this is really great fun uh one thing i would say is that the trident angle options may, will make him a real bugger to uh display because either you've got to have the height and the width you know for him to be able to hold it up because it's still leaning out or if you want him at his side then it actually is quite a long trident it's going to be a bit of a pain mm. but i still like it cool yeah. all right Thank you, Scott. After this break, we will take our uh, In Absentia Toy of the Week from Ben. Yay! Armor up, Iron Man! Engage Interlock Mechanics! Armor up, War Machine! That's Critical B! Attach from Battle Computer Module! My Brain Blast will make scrap metal of you! Not in this lifetime, Modoc! With my rings, I rule on land and sea! Just Undersea Dome! Wave, Mandarin. Iron Man, War Machine, Hydro Armor, Iron Man, and Action Figures, each sold separately. 
Well, for my toy of the week, I'm taking a look at something with a title that's hardly eloquent. It is the Alien 3 Ellen Ripley Fiorina 161 Prisoner action figure. Now, this is from the good folks at NECA, and it was featured in their Series 8 Aliens action figure line. Now, this is a figure I hadn't originally planned on picking up because I'm very happy with my Ellen Ripley from the Aliens uh, rendition, and so this one's been sitting on the shelves at a local pop culture store that I frequent, and I recently went in there and found it on sale for an absolute steal. It was nearly 60% off and uh, what are you going to do? So I picked it up and uh, now that I've actually had time to get it out of the packaging, have a bit of a play, my attitude's changing pretty darn quickly. So anyway, let's have a bit of a chat about this. It's a 2016 release and a 2016 acquisition. Uh, it's a 7 inch action figure scale. This is a standard sort of NECA action figure and she actually comes in pretty darn tall. She's tapping out at about six and three quarter inches, so just over 17 centimetres. And I thought that actually seemed pretty big. She's a, a, a decent sized figure. So I put her up against my uh, Aliens Ellen Ripley and found that she's actually about quarter of an inch taller. So that's a really interesting choice from NECA. I don't know uh, how that actually came to be, whether that was uh, something that they did deliberately or just happened to come out of the design. But anyway, she's a little bit taller than her uh, sort of young counterpart um, and I think it's probably something that goes against her a little bit this figure it really does give the feeling of being quite a lanky figure she's quite tall and I'm not sure how tall Sigourney Weaver is in real life but this really does give you the feeling that she could play on a basketball team without any problems whatsoever all right well, let's start with uh, a price you can pick these guys up for around 20 bucks a bit cheaper if you look hard enough um, this one was on sale and uh, you know Really, it was uh, an absolute steal. So, um, oh, packaging, packaging, packaging. Um, I think everybody pretty much knows my feeling on the Necker clamshells, the welded clamshell, outdated, needs to move on. So, I'm going to move on. Uh, instead, what I'll talk about is uh, this figure stood out on the shelf to me immediately, and I actually had to stop and have a think about it. And despite not liking Necker's clamshell style, the actual I guess production of their packaging is a bit of a credit to them because uh, there's no doubt about it, you know it's a NECA figure, as soon as you see it it's got that particular graphics uh, approach to it, the way they set out the packaging with the, the background behind the figure etc, it's usually some sort of backdrop to the film, in this case it's the uh, the swirling alien embryo etc, um, and I thought that's actually pretty uh, impressive, we talk about Funko Pop vinyls and how they've got that uh, worldwide sort of look and feel that you can't mistake, but then I thought same pretty much goes for NECA they really have managed to sort of capture a, a distinct look with their figures so uh, that's a credit to them, but uh, I think it's time that they took that and moved to a, a window box packaging so, is it collector-friendly? Not in the slightest. Uh, this is one of those ones you've got to take a blade to or some scissors, and once you get that sucker open, uh, it's pretty much a done deal and in the recycling. Uh, NECA give you a bit of a bio on the back. There's a little bit of a diorama shot that they use the actual figure, which is quite nice. Um, some plenty, uh, some good credits on there as well, which is uh, something that NECA does uh, very, very well. Moving on to the sculpt, um, originally I, I was sort of looking at this figure while it was still in the packaging and I didn't actually get a, a Sigourney Weaver vibe to it. Uh, I was pretty happy with the Aliens figure. But uh, now that I've actually had this one in hand, had a bit of a play and a, and a muck around, I guess, I, I'm really starting to... Um, 
get quite a a, a good vibe. It's uh, it really, I guess. Uh, maybe it's the light or something like that, but the more I look at it, the more she looks like Sigourney. Of course, this is from Alien 3, which is where she's on the prison planet, so she's got the shaved head. So perhaps the lack of hair sort of takes away from the facial sculpt a little bit, or maybe it actually enhances it because you're looking at her face uh, in its entirety. But uh, look, I think they've actually captured the likeness quite well. And uh, certainly... Yeah, it's um, it, it is it's it's well done. I, I think it, it's got a, a definite sort of grizzled feature to it. She goes uh, old. Ripley gets a bit of a beating uh, in this film as she's on a, you know the dirty prison planet. So moving on to the rest of the figure. Wow, this is uh, superb. Absolutely superb. At first, uh, it features a little. You know, it, it seems a bit average. She's wearing some sort of brown, um, basic sort of pants, um, some combat boots, uh, a vest over the top of uh, a wife beater, and uh, it seems fairly generic. It's not a sort of distinct look that you remember Ripley for. Um, so you'd be forgiven to think that this is a fairly generic figure, but on closer inspection, the sculpting and, and detail in this is just insane. The the pants in particular have this amazing pattern on them where you actually do get uh, a feel that, that it is linen. It's got that tiny, tiny little cross-hatching that really makes it actually look like material. Um, a lot of other companies probably would have skipped on this and gone with a smoother approach, but this, however they've done it, uh, is all over the, the pants. There's, there's not one part where they've actually skimped on this kind of um, material feel. The same thing has actually happened on uh, the wife beater as well. Uh, it's even a slightly different pattern again, so you really do get the feeling that this is textured material. It's, a, it's a, an absolute credit. Uh, they've done a great job. Over the top of the wife beard, as I said, she's got that sort of leather jacket. Um, and, uh, you know, the one thing that Necker does really, really well is drapery. There's wrinkles and drapery right through this, uh, in particular, the bottom of the pants where they sort of come down to the hem at the top of the boots. There's lots of wrinkles and stuff going on. Uh, it really does look and feel like clothing. It's a, a, a true... Um, credit to them. Alright, the rest of it looks pretty good. The combat boots and the laces look fantastic. We've got some nice detail in um, the vest or the jacket itself where we've got the, the brass sort of buttons that um, clip up. They've actually been really nicely sculpted in there to, to stand out. Some great cross-hatching on the, the jacket. Um, the jacket actually has a hood that's back, so that's sort of hanging down behind her and they've sculpted that nicely. So, yeah, look, all up, the sculpting, I'm really, really liking it. The more I sort of play with this figure, the more I'm really getting a, a, a cool vibe out of it. So moving on to some paint. Uh, again, this is another pleasant surprise. To begin with, you think that uh, things are pretty boring. You've got the brown pants, brown jacket, the green wife beater, and some black gloves. Um, yeah, it seems a bit basic to begin with, but then as I start to actually look at each and every piece of this, I'm noticing that there's uh, some fantastic highlighting that's been used to bring a lot of this out. So the combat boots, in, for example, have um, the dark brown base paint, and then there's a lighter brown over the top of that, a bit of a dry brush to bring that up. A uh, little bit of slop here and there as they've accidentally got it on the, the green hem of her pants, but uh, it's actually not that noticeable. Nice little touches that the, uh, the shoelace rings, the eyelets, 
are actually done with little um, silver paint. Uh, certainly a very, very detailed job. I, I feel sorry for Gertie having to do that one. That would be quite the effort. Um, the, uh, the jacket itself has uh, some nice highlighting on it as well. I'd say there was a bit of a wash applied there. So, um, yeah, I'm looking at, at a couple of colours uh, at least for each part of the body. Now, NECA have, done, uh, have casted the flesh colour in this one, so it's not painted. It's cast in flesh colour. Normally, I'm actually against that. I think, uh, in particular, the faces come out quite poorly. This one has actually come out really, really well. Um, the eyes are nicely applied. There's some nice sort of black going around to sort of highlight and bring them out. The uh, the darker colour on the lips is done well. It's not over the top at all. It doesn't look like she's wearing makeup. Um, there's even a few interesting colours. It's hard to say. It's kind of a, a slight pinkish colour over the top of the skin tone, which I think has actually been used to give the impression of sort of... Um, uh, I guess a bit of dirt, a bit of um, a bit of bruising, and that kind of thing. As I said, she gets put through the ringer in this film. I think in terms of paint, the the only real letdown for this is the fact that she's actually got her dark brown hair, or, or I guess it's a crew cut and they've used a lighter colour to dry brush over the top just to give it a bit of depth, I guess. Um, and I think it hasn't been applied particularly well. There's a couple of sort of really sloppy areas where, you know, the, the I guess it's almost a, a rust colour has been applied a bit too heavy with the dry brush. They haven't, um, they haven't uh, evened off the brush a bit. So a bit of slop. I mean, I guess, eh, you know, I did make my comments before to say that, you know, she's on the dirty prison planet, so maybe it's a bit of grime or something like that. And I guess you could probably get away with it. I just think it could have been a, a little bit more consistent in the way that they've actually done that. But uh, other than that, I I'm fairly impressed with the paint as well. Now, moving on to articulation, I think I said there was about 25 points of articulation, or at least that's what I was thinking to myself. Maybe I didn't say it out loud. Um, it's hard to say. Some of the joints are really difficult to get a look at. Uh, in particular, the neck joint. I can't tell if it's a ball joint or uh, it's got a sort of a pin and disc thing going on, but uh, I've still counted that as two points of articulation. Um, we've actually got an ab crunch in the middle, uh, so a bit of a split there, and I'd say it's a ball joint. It, it gives some nice movement just in that sort of body twist, but she does actually have the same thing down at her waist as well, so there's two sort of swivels there. Neither of them give you particularly much movement. You can move her a little bit to the left and right at the waist and a little bit uh, at that sort of ab crunch area too. Uh, nicely uh, hidden, they're, they're actually quite discreet. Something NECA does very, very well is actually hide their articulation as, as well as they can. Uh, neither of them gives you really much movement at all. I, I kind of sort of wonder why they're there it seems a bit of a waste actually uh, most obvious joints are actually in the hips um, where it is a little harder to hide um, the way the pants come out of the uh, the hips there it does actually look like she's sort of wearing a bit of a a bit of a nappy or a diaper there but from the back it actually looks really good so standard articulation there single jointed elbows pin and disc elbows single jointed um, knees with some swivels uh, best articulation of course is the ankle rockers which you know, are an absolute must at a six inch or larger figure I think you know really this should be standard on every toy just to sort of help you get that um, standing. Uh, firm position and she does actually stand quite well. I'm actually quite impressed. Um, 
Biggest disappointment, I think, are the wrists. Uh, I think there's she's wearing gloves, uh, black gloves, which have no highlighting on with on them whatsoever. And I think they've gone with a kind of a ball jointed type action to give you some movement, but there's very very little movement in any direction. So it actually almost acts like a bit of a, a swivel joint more than anything. So you can turn those hands left and right, but you can't really get much more movement. And that's actually a bit unfortunate. So not that you'd be aiming to sort of get a gun in her hand or anything like that but it's actually quite unfortunate that you are limited now speaking of hands this is where things get quite interesting something that i haven't actually mentioned yet and i'll do so now as we move into the um the accessory phase she comes with a spare set of arms now out of the packet she's wearing this leather jacket which is uh, open down the middle and you've got this extra set of arms and you can actually pop off those sleeved arms so they have the leather jackets on the sleeves and you get a spare pair of flesh colored arms so what that actually allows you to do is pop them off pop on the the uh, bare arms and the jacket essentially becomes a vest so she's just wearing a vest over the top of that wife beater but the uh, the vest is actually made of very 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 um, pliable rubber and if you move her arms in the right direction or even pop the arms off you can actually slip that vest off and she's effectively wearing just the wife beater so you've basically got three different combinations there in terms of display options which i think is actually a lot of fun i think that's a, a really clever idea uh, i think maybe necker were thinking that this would be a, a, a less desirable version of ripley compared to sort of the classic aliens or even alien versions so they've thought outside the box and given us something that's quite clever so we can actually uh, uh, show her at different points in the film depending on you know how you'd like to display her the arms actually pull out and snap in quite well um, in fact you actually have to give them a, a bit of a yank to get those arms out but then the uh, the new ones click in just fine and, and work perfectly well so yeah really impressed with that uh, I think they've done a fantastic job thinking outside the box and, and certainly something I'd like to see uh, a little bit more like this now, uh, in terms of accessories, yes, you get the two spare arms, but you do get two little uh, extras that are featured in the film. One is kind of a maglite-style flashlight. Um, nothing much going on there. It's uh, fairly generic, uh, sculpted, you know, okay, I guess. Um, there's a little bit of paint on the end, just showing the sort of the white lens, I guess, in the torch. Uh, she holds it quite well in her right hand. It's actually sculpted to actually hold that. And, uh, you know, look, it does what it does, and it's fine. But uh, the main accessory that she comes with is uh, the big metal clamp, um, the big ugly sort of metal clamp that she uses as a bit of a, a club uh, in the film. Uh, she does come with that, and it, it's very well sculpted. It looks exactly like it does out of the film. There's even a little uh, bit of a few paint highlights to sort of bring it out. And, uh, yeah, it looks quite good. She holds that in her hand nice and tight. Both accessories sit really, really well. Best of all, they're actually easy to get in her hand as well, which I like. So easy to get in there, and then she holds them without any fear of dropping them. You can sort of wave it around without any issue whatsoever. Now, unfortunately, she can't hold both. There's nowhere to put the uh, the second thing, so you're either, you're either choosing the torch or the clamp slash club, uh, and then the other one you're going to have to sort of put away carefully and, and try not to lose it. 
So, um, look, in terms of the playability, posability, uh, you know, I really like to switch out arms. I think that's great for display purposes. I think there are some serious limitations in the articulation, particularly in the knees. I think I could bend the knees to, you know, maybe 45 degrees uh, at the most, which seriously hinders, uh, you know, her ability for action poses. Same goes for those hips. Even though the plastic in the hips is actually a little bit sort of uh, flexible, you're still, you know, barely getting over 45 degrees with those as well. So from the waist down, uh, very, very limited. Those ab crunch, it doesn't do much uh, either. So um, I think this is one that you'll have a bit of a play with, get it into a cool position and then pretty much leave it. I think for you uh, diorama builders, etc., you're not going to be using this figure to do a whole lot. But uh, she does look cool. I'm actually uh, very impressed considering what I paid for her. I'm glad I haven't actually skipped this figure. Um, she's a great addition to the, uh, I guess, the NECA alien cannon, and uh, I'm glad I, I picked her up. So, look, all up, I think she's a pretty solid figure, and I'm going to go with 8 out of 10 dollies. Thanks for listening. Bye. Spike. And now, Spike, well, let's see how He-Man likes your... Skeletor, Spikor, and He-Man figures each sold separately. Spikor. No one can stop the spike-studded armor of the mighty Spikor. Not even me, you muscle-bound porcupine. Not even you, He-Man. Spikor is new from the Masters of the Universe collection. Other action figures each sold separately from Mattel. Well, before we finish the show, we have a bit of feedback from some of our listeners to share with you. If you'd like to hear your questions, comments, or suggestions on the future episodes, please email us at podcast at actionfigureblues.com and you may just hear it read out. Uh, for those that have started to trend away from email, we also accept Twitter and uh, Reddit and our custom forum. And, of course, we accept Facebook. So our first piece of feedback goes to our friend Justin. Oh, thank you, friend. So this email is from Rob with a double V. And it reads, thanks, Scotty, for the 112 Captain America review, the one from Mezco. I meant to pull the trigger on one of these, but this figure definitely tempted me. A shame it was an exclusive. The thing I can't quite get my head around is the price for the scale. I know these are very detailed, but at the end of the day, they are still six inches. One to think about, and you have definitely tempted me with this one. Yeah, it is. A, I, I do have that little moment every time I get one of those around like oh 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 it's great oh it's only 6 inches <laughs> and i paid this much for it but you know so i i don't know that it is something that i can be as uh you know all in for as i initially thought that i would um uh i do have those moments rub where i think that um but i've been really happy with them so far um and you know your mileage may vary uh <laughs> Well, I got the second piece of feedback, and that comes from Frankie over in the UK. And she says, sweet Jesus nipples, I do believe this could be the best Spidey wave yet, guys. Bar the jackal, he looks kind of janky. Uh, So I do agree. I'm very excited about this Spider-Man wave. And she uh, sent this in uh, to the AFB Facebook page and included a uh, Twitter of the Spider-Man Marvel Legends uh, in packet. But uh, as a kid who grew up reading comics in the 90s, Jackal was in every second comic book that I was buying back then. So I'm excited uh, to have this guy and his green fuzzy goodness. So I'm 
uh, seeing him through clone coloured glasses, but I'm, I'm happy to have him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's does a very good looking wave. Does he? Why did? Why did? Why does Jekyll look janky? That just looks like Jekyll to me. He is yeah, he's off, just. But otherwise, he's fine. He's a bit more he, ears. He, yeah. Mm. Is he not? He always fun? was a bit of a weird character. That he's a sort of genetic scientist, but for some reason that they never really explain too well. He dresses up like a green dog. <laughs> it is it is a weird character concept, but it's just something you roll with in comics. People do weird yeah, things. Sure. Yeah. The yeah. one that I'm actually surprised about because I actually dropped the comic book uh because I didn't like the costume, uh, which was Spider Man two thousand ninety nine in his new all new all different outfit. Uh, and for some reason, seeing it in 3D and plastic, I'm actually liking the outfit here in the figure when I didn't oh, dear. Uh, on the Prince page. But, yeah. yeah, shame on me. I am too. <laughs> yeah. It's it's a weird thing. I, I've heard a lot of people uh, sort of saying it, and it's just, yeah, it's huh. one of those weird translations from 2D to 3D. Uh, yeah. It just comes across more appealing. Yeah. But yeah, thank you for sharing that with us, Frankie. I can't wait for this wave. Well, it's starting to hit. It's probably not yeah. too long before mm. you now notice. Yeah, yeah, looks good. <laughs> awesome. Thanks for the emails. Thanks for the Facebook posts, everybody. Thank you. We appreciate and, it. And with that, we are done for the week. Yay! Thank you all for listening, and we hope to see you again in our 250th episode. Good journey. Good night, Manana. Excelsior. The Action Figure Blues podcast can be found on iTunes and Stitcher Radio and can be downloaded direct from actionfigureblues.com. Wherever you listen, please take a moment to leave a positive rating and review to help others find our show. We also have an active fan forum at afbforum.com where you can join with all the hosts of the podcast and many other collectors to discuss news, reviews, old lines, and trade and sell in a safe community. Please join us there. While you're at actionfigureblues.com, don't forget to check out our sponsors like Mike's Comics and Stuff, the Pop Culture Superstore, Bam Kapow, and Davy Boy's Toys. You can find us on Twitter at AFBlues, on Instagram at ActionFigureBlues, and on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash ActionFigureBlues. Thanks for listening. couple of other um pieces early on uh the uh um yeah that's sorry i'm distracted by eddie typing in the script i fixed it i fixed the link shut up okay um the- fight fight <laughs> i was trying to do it subtly yeah, that's fine. i know you you that, that was fine i was just distracted and then thought oh well i'm gonna have to take a break now anyway so i might as well abuse you okay all right okay five four by the way just off um mic for a sec i was thinking uh if any of us do do little episodes in between we should call them minifigure blues Uh, (laughs) there will be no renumbering 
Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no. We could make it like point ones. Uh, it's, I think when, when we when we come back properly, we have to kind of do episode zero, surely. Yeah, like, uh, <laughs> or episode like nine million or whatever. Oh, yeah. oh, I've got it. We come back and it's um, the new Action Figure Blues uh, podcast and we're all wearing collars. Oh, like yeah. oh, and, and pouches. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and nothing will One of us has same. an eye patch. Yeah. Just don't explain. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we don't reference it at all. Yeah. Yep. No, yeah. never. And, and John's now a woman. It'll just... Okay. <laughs> <laughs> now we're getting stupid. Yeah. 